Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Technology Learning Lab for Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I am Sean Thiel, ACBO's Executive Director, and today we're going to talk more about um, basic iPhone. And I did a presentation last week kind of starting out what is voiceover, how is it different from Siri and things, and I imagine that will be in the podcast soon. It, isn't, it hasn't quite made its way there just yet, um, but I know in good time it, it should be. So um, <clears throat> that was uh, something that I... Uh, started last week, and I'm going to pick up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to kind of pick up through that. Um, so we had talked about flicking left and right with one finger. We had talked about um, double tapping and sliding around to find what we want on the screen. And um, we had we were about to talk about the rotor because that is what controls what. Um, how you what happens when you flick up and down but i'm going to change that a little bit we're going to move i'm going to move that slightly further ahead because i want to talk about some different some other things so if you've just gotten an iphone um, one of the differences to know has to do with um, let me actually slow my speaking rate volume speaking rate 60 per 50 percent slow my speaking rate down um and i used the rotor to do that and i'll come back to that Music. Listen now. Heading. Mu- so one of the things that you have to do, and let me make sure, yep, that faders up all the way. And so is this one. Okay. So when you are um, working on an iPhone, and this is something that is particularly important if you've just gotten one and you have a sighted person helping you, um, it, or if you are the sighted person helping somebody, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, is that um, the... When voiceover is running, <clears throat> the way that calls are happening on the phone actually changes. So last time I was explaining that when Siri is on along with voiceover, it responds differently when you get when you ask for, for example, a list of restaurants. When voiceover is on, it will ask you about each restaurant in turn. There's a McDonald's uh, point two, point zero point two miles away on such and such street. Do you want that one? You say no. And it says, okay, here's a Wendy's. When voiceover is off, that list just pops up because it assumes that a sighted person is going to look at it with their eyeballs. But um, And so in the same way, the voiceover experience when you're on a call is different. When voiceover is not running and you initiate a call, it is always going to start at the earpiece. And if you want the keypad or if you want the speakerphone or if you want to mute the call, those are buttons that are located on the screen and those show up first. So a sighted person, if they want speakerphone, they actually have to take the phone, pull it away from their face and then tap the speakerphone button. As voiceover users will probably know, when the phone call is going on and voiceover is enabled, the first thing that happens is the keypad is always visible. And that makes it easier to press one for English, press two for Spanish, and all of those wonderful voice menus that we all love. Um, But the other thing that happens is that when you take the phone away from your ear and hold it relatively flat, that the act of holding the phone flat 
will actually turn the speakerphone on. And again, that's because what you wouldn't want to have happen is if it did it the way that it does for the sighted folks, you would be struggling to hear voiceover and your phone call out of the earpiece of the phone. And that is not a fun time. There are sometimes when it still decides to do that. Um, Google Voice used to do this to me quite a bit before I figured out a better way to get it going. So um, that is a thing that voiceover does to make things easier. The keypad is always going to show and the speakerphone will be enabled when you pull the phone away from your face. One thing you can do if you want the speakerphone to stay on is you can try to lock the screen with the side button or the power button if you have one that happens to be on top, although those kind, those phones are kind of disappearing as more phones adopt a lock button on the right-hand side. Um, so that's one way that you can um, try and get the phone to decide whether it's going to stay in speakerphone or not, but that does not always work. Um, so one thing I tell people is if you know you're going to make a call to your bank or somewhere where you're going to need to enter a lot of numbers, the best way to approach it is just to wear headphones because then you'll have less trouble hearing voiceover telling you which numbers you are touching and the call at the same time. Let's talk briefly about the um, let's talk about the phone keypad because you're going to get the same keypad on a call or well, almost the same keypad on a call um, versus when you're actually in the phone app and you're making a call. So we're going to... 1907, phone, phone, greeting, button. Now I'm on the voicemail tab. There are five tabs on the phone. And actually, let me back up just another second. Everything on the iPhone is an app. The clock is an app. The phone is an app. Settings is an app. So that's why we kind of say, say that the iPhone is a bit like a baby computer because every task that you perform, even if it's something that's a standard function on the phone, there is an app that makes it happen. So we found the phone app, which by default is at the bottom left corner of the screen on your dock. Um, it can be moved, but I like it on that bottom left corner and I double tapped on it. And now the phone is what's occupying the screen. There are five different tasks that you can perform in the phone app, and um, they are controlled by tabs along the bottom. Vicky Bright Favorites, Oops, tab, Recents, three items, tab, two of five, Sorry, Vicky. Contacts, tab, three of five, Keypad, tab, four of five, Selected, Voicemail, tab, five of five. And I touched the Favorites tab, and then I flicked to the right for uh, until I got to the last tab. Selected, selected, voicemail, tab, 505. And of course, if you go back too far, then you're going to, you go too far, you're going to hit that, hear that bonk and the last item is going to be repeated over again. So I'm going to choose keypad, tab, 405. Keypad. So I flicked to it and then I double tapped with one finger and now I have a keypad on my screen. Two, five, four, five, six, nine, eight, seven, one. All right. Pound. Let me actually delete, delete that. One, zero. Okay, so now we come to, um, oh, you know what I need to do? Let me do something really quick because I'm going to, let me turn the mixer out for just a second. Actually, no, let's see. Open voiceover settings. Let's take a look at the voiceover. Voiceover, settings, accessibility, back button. So one of the things that I need to do is <clears throat> there are, 
several ways to enter numbers or characters and things like that on the um, on the iPhone. And the mode that allows you to choose that, I took off of the rotor. So I need to put it back so that what I am demonstrating is going to be similar to typing mode. There we go. All right, so I did that just to make just so it wouldn't be too confusing. So now that I've got that, I'm going to switch back to the phone app. Um, one thing that you can do, and not everybody knows is comfortable or is comfortable with this or knows it, but it's really really handy. Um, and it may be something you might not use until you get more comfortable. But I'll point it out anyway because I'm about to do it. If you want to move between applications that you have recently had open or apps that you've recently had open. So when I told Siri to open voiceover settings, it actually opened the settings app and that popped in front of the phone app that I was working with. And so if I want to get back to that phone app without having to go back to the home screen, um, I can, well, I can do that or I can swipe with four fingers from left to right. Phone, phone number, text field. So depending on the size, depending on the size of the phone you have, if you have something like an SE original, um, or maybe if you're on a 6S, that may be a bit more of a um, a maneuver for you. You may not be able to get your hand, your fingers quite as close together as you would. For example, I'm on a 10R, so I've got plenty of room to move to put four fingers on the screen and slide them back and forth. When you first get your iPhone. Break volume, audio ducking, vault so break speed, text, two. words, character, describe screen Where recognition, disc characters, two, two. Okay, so braille words, text, so speaking volume, mode. audio duck, punctuation, sounds, hints, containers, headings, typing mode, direct touch, standard typing. When you first get headings, the iPhone, you will be in what's called standard typing. What that means is that. When you're working with either a phone, keypad, or a keyboard, you're going to touch five, the screen. Eight, zero, eight, five. And the numbers that GKL, you enter six, are not, will not be entered until you double tap on them. Four, one, four, GHI. You can actually put one finger down and keep it held down. Two, and NBC. tap just one time with that other finger. Eight, TUV, four, Four, one. Or you can actually just put take the finger that's on, for example, Five, the eight, eight here. You can TV. or you and you can you can lift it up and then tap twice if you want. You can do either one, whichever is more comfortable two. for you. A B C one. Phone number two six one four two eight one eight two one one. Okay. So I I actually mangled that phone number. So let's go ahead and talk about how to delete. So if we're looking at our phone keypad. Five. And it's laid GKL. out just like a normal phone keypad. And the buttons themselves are actually quite large. Um, so what we're going to do, if we think about where our phone Eight, keypad is, zero, pound. the delete key is underneath the pound key. So I'm going to slide down just a tiny bit. Delete, one, one, two, eight, one, eight, two, four, one, six, two. And I just tapped that a whole bunch pound. of times because I <clears throat> entered some letters that I didn't want. There are there is a way that you might be able to get rid of the whole number at one time, but we that will be for a later um, that would be a later task, and we may go to that. So that's one way that you can type on the keypad or on a keyboard is to find to use this standard typing, which is where you double tap each letter, or you can split tap, 
And that's what we call the thing I did earlier where I had one finger on the screen and I found the number six. And without raising that finger that was already on the screen, if I tap once with any other finger, then that, that six is activated. That's called a split tap. And you can use that anywhere. Um, and if you are going to use standard typing, um, that is the most the quickest way to do it. And um, part of the reason that that is the default is that the other two options that I'm going to describe, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to demonstrate the second one, and then I'm going to explain the third one without actually really using it because it's kind of tricky. So these other two options require a bit more finger dexterity than the, the standard typing or double tap option that I just showed you. So I'm going to go to touch typing. Character edit, describe screen language typing, heading typing mode, touch typing. And so what I did is I used the rotor, which we'll come, we'll come to again. But to review from last time, I put two fingers on the screen and I turned them left, you know, right to left or left to right, but there needs to be a small space between them. And once I landed on typing mode, then I swipe down with one finger and it says touch typing. And I don't want to accidentally change the mode to something else while I'm talking about what touch typing does. So I'm going to actually turn to something else. Headings. Headings is fine. This is the not, I, I tend to keep it on headings anyway. So in touch typing mode, the way this works, and this is the way that about 90% of people prefer to use the phone is that in this case, when we put our finger down on the screen, eight, zero, we slide, eight, nine, six, and if we, if we <clears throat> leave our finger down, nothing's going to happen. But in touch typing mode, the act of actually lifting up on the number that we want four, one, is what causes it to be, to be entered. Five, and so four. this actually can be faster once you get used to it you may initially make more mistakes. And that's especially true if you're talking about the actual keyboard keyboard, um, where you would actually enter text messages and notes and that kind of thing. Um, because you have more keys and they're more squished together, um, touch typing may be a little more difficult on that um, keyboard, but you can still do that. And the delete key works the same way. So if you wanna delete something that you entered in touch typing mode, Pound. You're going to find the delete, delete key. Four. And the act of lifting up delete one is what causes that key to be activated. You can put your finger on that key and hold it there as long as you want to, and nothing's going to happen until you lift up. Um, there are people, if people have hand tremors, though, um, this mode can be problematic. And so the, the standard typing can actually work better for people in that um, situation. The third mode is called direct touch typing. And this is really for, for iPhone ninjas because what the touch typing does is as soon as you tap on where the key is, it will type and you won't really get any feedback about what's happened, especially if you've set your typing feedback to echo to not echo characters. Um, there were actually, I knew of a person who um, was comfortable enough typing on the iPhone, and he was so frustrated by the fact that, um, in his case, voiceover slowed him down because he knew where the keys were. He used to turn voiceover off completely and just tap and, and apparently get pretty accurate results. So for people like him, they put in direct touch typing. And if you want to use that, you really, really have to be comfortable with your keyboard. Um, I don't use that 
Um, I wish I could take it out of the options, but unfortunately you can't, um, you can't remove one of, you can't remove direct touch typing as one of the typing mode choices. So it's going to stay there. It, it's going to stay there. Um, but you can take the typing um, style or typing mode off of the rotor so that you don't accidentally change it, which is what I, which is what I will do later on here. So that's how we actually, and actually what we're going to do is we're Pound, going to delete six so that you can Pound, number oops, sign, delete number sign call so button. that you can see um, a normal call. I think what we're going to do is um, we are going to call the um, I don't know if we can call the local time and weather number because they have uh, <laughs> they have advertisements that come on. Um, so let's see. I should have thought about. I should have thought about this. Well, I will at least start the Two, call. Three, six. And when they start advertising MNO. stuff, I'm going to hang up. So one, four, two, eight, one, two, zero. Call button. So the call button is below the zero. Pound. Call button. Delete. And then Favorites. we have the delete Tab. button. One of five. And then I believe near the top. Fo Phone number six one four. Phone no add number button. So at the top near the middle of the screen, you actually have an edit box with the number that you're going to that you're that you've typed in. There's an add number button, so you can add that to contacts if you want to. One. We're going to actually um, zero briefly call, call this phone call six. Thanks for calling freeweathercall.com. Forecast and special features are coming right up after a word from our sponsors. Special offers. Okay, so what I did to end that call <clears throat> is I actually tapped twice with two fingers. So from last time, we know that if we tap once, if we tap twice with one finger or a one finger double tap, we activate an item. If we tap twice with two fingers or what's colloquial, a two finger double tap, that will hang up or answer a call that's coming in. So if your phone rings and you want to answer it, that's the quickest way to do it. It will also play or pause anything that you might be listening to. Um, every once in a while, if you don't realize that double tapping has hung up the call and you two finger double tap again, you may end up causing what you were listening to to play. Um, and so depending on what you're listening to, that could be an interesting time. <laughs> so, um, but most of the time um, that I'm pretty lucky with that. And that doesn't happen too often. So, that's uh, and I, the only reason I hung up quickly is because they were going to start advertising and I didn't want to put that over the ACB radio. So um, normally I would have actually I wouldn't have hung up so quickly um, because I have the phone plugged into a mixer. Um, the way, however, I hold the phone is not going to change. Just in the same way that if you have earbuds plugged into the bottom of your phone, um, you can. Obviously, you can put hold the phone however you want, put your phone in your pocket. Let's talk about wired earbuds for a second. If you have a phone that came with wired earbuds, which is less and less the case now, um, most of the time the new phones are coming with the phone and paperwork and charging cord, and that's about it. Um, it may not even come with a charging cord. I don't know now because I haven't bought a new phone in a while. Um, but wired ear pods, not to be confused with AirPods, wired ear pods 
have a wire and they go in your ear. Those have on the right hand side, a control that lets you answer the phone call. It looks like a straw that's been flattened actually is what it looks like. And I am borrowing that from uh, Anna Dresner's I'm getting started with the iPhone book. Cause when she read it, I thought, oh my God, it really does look like a flattened straw. But the way it works is that if you squeeze the top of this straw looking thing, the volume will go up. If you squeeze the bottom of the straw looking thing, the volume will go down. And if you squeeze it in the middle, um, you will play or pause anything or answer or hang up a call. A double click of that will skip you forwards by track and a triple click of that will skip you backwards by track. And even if you don't have these, you may find that some other headphones follow that same uh, and even some Bluetooth speakers, if they've got just a single button, they may follow that same pattern. Um, the AirPods Max follow that pattern with their uh, with their digital crown. And um, I will eventually be getting some. <laughs> so, um, but not until March. So anyway, that's, um, but anyway, that's a whole other, uh, whole other topic. So that is where we are um, on phone calls. And, and the wired... Uh, AirPods, I think maybe only about $19 or $9 or something like that. And um, they are a good investment because they're, they're small and they're actually fairly comfortable for earbuds. Um, and so you can just put those in your pocket and they'll fit nice and snug in with your phone. Well, if, you, if you're a guy with decent pants pockets, um, I'm afraid girls, you might have some trouble because they don't seem to give you all good pockets. Um, and that's not fair. I know. Um, but they are relatively easy to have with you um, if you're going to uh, make a call and you want your hands free or if you know you're going to do a call where you're going to be pressing lots of numbers and you don't want the world to hear your banking, for example. So that is how One. the phone works. Let's talk about the tabs. Actually, before I leave the phone, I'm going to talk really quickly about the function of the tabs at the bottom. Favorites, tab, one of five. Favorites is like your old-fashioned speed dial. You can put phone numbers there that you want to be able to call. You can also put um, icons for people that when you double tap the icon, it will message a particular person. Um, and you can do them, <clears throat> you can do that, um, you know, like I have an icon to call my partner and I have another icon to send him a message. So you, you don't have to choose. You can have multiple communication methods for a particular person. Um, the other thing that favorites does is favorites can, if you choose, tie into the do not disturb mode. And what the do not disturb mode does is when it is enabled, um, calls by default that are in your favorites list will, will ring through. Um, but others who are not in your favorites list will get one ring followed by voicemail. If a call comes within three minutes, it will assume, okay, maybe there's an emergency and I should probably let that come through. Um, so favorites can tie into that. Do not disturb mode is under settings and it can be scheduled. I think I've got mine scheduled from 10 at night to seven in the morning or something like that. Um, so you can schedule it um, on or off. At a, you can turn it on and off anytime you want. Um, I turned it on right before I started this presentation so that if somebody calls, it doesn't ring through. Um, I will hear it and potentially hear it on my iPad in the other room. 
Um, but on this device, at least it won't uh, ring through. You can also choose whether notifications will show up on your lock screen um, or whether they will just show up under notification center under the during bedtime option. And we'll come back to notification center a little bit later. So, and, and there's a little bit more with do not disturb as well, um, but favorites ties into that. So I just wanted to mention them together. Recents, three items, tab. So recents is where all of your calls that you have received or made will go. One of my beefs with Apple has been, and admittedly, I have not, uh, I've not found that I don't know how to let them know that I would like to see this changed. But one of the frustrations about the iPhone is that just about every other phone I've ever had um, lets you show only calls that you've missed or only calls that you've made or only calls that you have received. But the iPhone does not. You can, well, I would take that back. You can show missed calls. Recent Let me go three ahead and items. demo this real quick. So if I touch the top 19, left 20 corner. Selected all button one of two. You can show all. Missed button two of two. Or missed. And that's it. So, and this drives me crazy because there are times when I want to see just the calls that I've placed, but not the calls I've received. And you can't do it. And, uh, well, they didn't ask me, unfortunately, but uh, that's, the way, that's the way that works. Selected. Favorites. Selected. Contacts. Tab. Three of five. Contacts is where your contacts are stored. We will, we will come to adding contacts. Um, and actually, my favorite way to add contacts is with an app called CardHop that I have demonstrated before. And um, that may be something we look at again as well, even though um, that may be on the, you know, close to the end of this session, because uh, I'm going to be doing the last two sessions in January are going to be similar as well. Keypad, tab, four or five. Um, because I think I just want to try and keep it all together. Voicemail, tab, five or five. Voicemail is something that can be set up on your carrier. It's called visual voicemail. And the only reason it's called visual voicemail is because the messages show up on the screen of your phone and you can choose which one you want to listen to without having to press one for new messages, press two for saved messages, and so on. Um, so this is something that um, is really needs to just be set up once. And unless your pin for your voicemail changes, um, it shouldn't need to be done again. And it, it, this is one of the few things it may be easier to have your store person, if you get the phone from the store set up or uh, somebody that is comfortable doing that because it's something you're only ever going to really set up once or twice maybe and then forget about it. So setting up that visual voicemail is something that um, is difficult to demonstrate because um, mine's set up and I don't even I don't even know how you would actually take it out if you wanted to um, demonstrate that process. So that is how that works. We are going I'm going to go I'm going to talk about the home screen real quick as far as how to close to get out of an app and then we will ask for questions because I realize I've been talking longer than I had intended. Um, so I'm going to talk so on a phone that has a home button which is basically an iPhone 8 or lower um, and the iPhone SE, either model of that. If you have a home button and you press it and release it, it is going to be in the bottom 
near the middle of your uh, the center of the screen. Um, if you have that, if you press it and release it, um, you will go to the home screen. If you do not have a home button, what you're going to do if you have an iPhone 10 or newer is you're going to, the easiest way to do it is to start from the bottom edge of the phone where your lightning connector is. And you're going to move up a little bit. And as you are moving up, you're going to touch the screen and slide Plus up. One, two, zero. More info. Oops. Let's try that again. I was trying to slow it down too much. So if you if you basically can't swipe up from the bottom edge of the screen and you you start Absolute. that motion with voice clock. Thank you, voiceover. You start that motion as if you're already kind of moving before you touch the screen. Um, that's how that works. Um, let's also talk really quickly about the differences. I keep saying that. Let's talk about the differences between how you accomplish the tasks that the home button used to perform on older phones since we're here. If you have an iPhone with a home button, if you press and hold it, um, you will invoke Siri. You will hear this. Hello, Siri. Hello, Sean. Um, so you will hear those two tones and you can App speak store. to Siri. If you have a phone with no home button, you will perform that gesture, by, you that action by holding the side button on the right-hand side of your phone. So you might be wondering, as I first did when I saw this, well, how do I turn the darn thing off? If it's got, if the side button holding that is what does Siri, how do I turn it off? In that case, on a phone with no home button, you are going to hold the side button along with one of your volume buttons at the same time. And I prefer the down volume down button because volume up and the side button by default will make a screenshot. And actually, I don't think you can change that. And I'm forever accidentally making <clears throat> making screenshots on this silly thing. Um, so <clears throat> if you want the power off screen, you actually have to hold the side button and the power button if your device has no home button. Getting to the app switcher is done on a device with a home button by pressing it twice quickly. And if your device has no home button, you do the same kind of thing that you do when you go to the home screen. So you're going to um, kind of put your finger above the screen. And as, as you move forward, you're going to come down onto it and you're going to go up a little bit higher. The first pop you heard is telling you that if you lift your finger, you'll go to the home screen. If you slide further up, you will hear a second pop. And if you lift up, App switcher. You will get oh, to active. the app switcher. And that's where all of the programs or applications that you have been recently using, that's where they are. And then you can close them out. Last thing about the home button is that if you... App store. Normally the home button, <clears throat> well, it can be set to do what they call accessibility shortcut. One of those things is to turn voiceover on and off. Um, but you can set it to do other things. If you're a low vision user and you would prefer magnifier to come on, you can do that. Um, and in that case, you would triple click the home button or you can triple click the side button. That's the only difference there is that on the phones without a home button that has moved to the same side sleep slash wake button. Voiceover off. And when you do that, you will hear voiceover voiceover on app store and voiceover on. All right, let's take let's see if there's any questions. Now that I've been talking for half an hour and I didn't realize it had gone quite so fast, let's see if we've got questions. Because if we do, I'm happy to take them. All right. So if anybody has a question, please raise your hand and you will be <clears throat> acknowledged by 
on the computer, you will use Alt-Y. On a landline, you will use Star 9. On an iPhone, it is on the uh, lower right-hand side at the bottom of the screen under more options. And usually it's been around the first or so uh, choice under those options. <clears throat> and uh, let's see, on a Mac, it is option Y. I think I've covered it all. So, yep, thank you, Adam. Okay. So let's see who we have. Oh, Mary, you may unmute. Hi, Sean and Lynn. Hi. Good to hear y'all tonight. Um, I've been using favorites for a long time to enter, um, to have, you know, people's phone number, but I wasn't aware that you could also text message them that way. How do you, how do you make the phone do that? Um, I let me see if I can remember. I think what I did, I think the only way you can do that messages is to phone select into favorites, favorites Brandon edit but favorites and go add button to the add button. And I think when you do that and you choose a contact, we'll Alicia we'll AP on we'll AP on AP, which is my power company, whatever. We'll add actually. to favorites. Message, phone, call, voice, cancel, button. So you'll oh, get several it. different options depending on what apps you have installed. AP. Okay. So I guess I haven't added a, a favorite in a long time. Well, so. and but you can also do it through contact. So if you if you found a contact and you chose add favorites, it may act slightly differently. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, I'm like you. I haven't added them in a while. And one of the things you didn't that that has kind of Sometimes you have for a while you couldn't move favorites in the order that you wanted them, and I don't know the status of that right now. Um, let me mute my uh, let me mute that channel real quick and see if that's something you can do now um, without putting anyone's name out here. Let's see. <laughs> it looks like so. If I go edit, okay. So what I will do is. Um, if you go to edit and you find a Tom phone Thiel, number, move down. You, if you flick up or down, move up. You will get options to move down, more info, or move up, or choose more info. But the only time you see those is when you edit. They used to have little reorder sliders next to them. They no longer do. But mm -hmm. you can use the voiceover actions to to move folks around if you want to do that. Okay. Yeah, I do like them in a, in a certain order. So yeah, I do a, too. That's a good thing yeah. to know. I like the, the ones I call yeah. the most frequently up top. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's all I had. I appreciate you um, you demonstrating oh, that. This no has problem. been great. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. All right. All right, Joanne, you may unmute. If you want to unmute, it's Alt-A if you are on a computer, if you are on an I'm on oh, there you are. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I have so much trouble with this. But Believe me, there's times <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, um, you were talking about the uh, the voicemail. Yes. Uh, okay. I talked to the guy from Apple, mm -hmm. and he told me that you call your carrier, and if you haven't had your voicemail set up, walk you through they'll have you set it up and then you tell them that you want the virtual voice added 
on and they do it from their call center. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. And that that was through, that was through Apple or through your carrier itself? Through your carrier, whoever, if you have Verizon or uh, whoever your phone carrier is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I had called the Apple uh, helpline. Okay. And that's, what, that's what he told me. And I said, well, that's good to know. Absolutely. That's good to know. <laughs> and I will... said that, I thought, let me share. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing, for doing oh, that. I, per- I usually yeah. call up with some kind of wacky thing that I did, but today I, just <laughs> no. like I had some information. Oh, good. Well, we appreciate your call. However, whatever the nature of it is. Oh, I know. It's been, <laughs> so, it's been great. I'll tell you. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Joanne. You, thank right. you. Cheryl from New York, you may unmute. Hey there, thank you. Um, you're doing a great job. Thanks. Screen dimmed. Um, what I noticed in the beginning um, that, that sorry, it's turned that was my, my voice phone. Over. Okay, um, I think it was both ours. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> probably, but anyway, um, <laughs> no, it's mine. No, it's yours. Not mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just. Um, the side button, you know, when we do our triple tap, triple clicks, mm-hmm. you can, I had to turn that, set that low, slower in when I first started using an iPhone because, you know, I like doing it so that I don't, because it, because it'll go on to different speeds and accessibilities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is so, a good point. So, that, yeah, I always, yeah, I forget so, that a lot. You can Yeah, because some people may not be able to do it real, you know, one, two, three, really quick where you can set it to a lower so I just wanted to mention that, that, you know, and thanks. You're doing a great job. Thank you. And that's a good point. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the reminder there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we do not have any more hands raised at this point. Okay. So let's look at now. Um, let's talk about um, while we were thinking, while I was on the topic of um, gestures with two fingers. There's one more that I want to mention, and it's one that I occasionally am forgetting to use. And that is that if you want voiceover to stop speaking, what you can do. Let me make sure I. Yep. Okay. Phone. Double tap to open. If you tap two fingers on the screen with a little bit of space between them, um, it's like hitting your control key on your screen reader. It will shush it up. If you hit it again, two fingers again. Open. So it will actually, if you've done that in the middle of a phrase um, and you do that same thing again, um, it will continue speaking. And um, this is a feature that I really like. um, And this is a concept that the Mac also has. So on the Mac, if you press control to stop speaking and you press it again, it will resume. NVDA will let you do this with the shift key, um, but JAWS will not. And the reason I find it useful is one of the skills that I've kind of developed um, over the years is the ability to um, listen to what a screen reader is saying. And so long as I have enough context, attempt to read it back out loud and not sound as if I'm hearing a robotic voice read to me. And... um, it's a skill I initially started because I was sharing an article I was reading with somebody while they were cleaning their house. <laughs> she was on her on FaceTime cleaning her house and she wanted to hear this article I was reading. Um, but NLS book annotations are another way if you want to start that skill and you 
if that's a skill you want to have. Sometimes I don't always have my braille display or my hands aren't feeling well with the repetitive strain that I have. And I just braille is not in the cards for that day. Um, that is a way that you can do that. So two fingers tap once will pause or resume speech um, control on a keyboard. If you happen to have a Bluetooth keyboard hooked up um, will also perform that same, uh, that same function. All right. <clears throat> let's talk about, let's actually talk about the rotor this time for real this time. So flicking left and right settings, drafts, settings, phone, page one of three, Ira, double tap to open. Now my home screen looks very different from the default home screen because I've been using the phone for a while and I have things that I like at the, uh, on the first page, including Ira and stuff like that. So you'll probably run into other things uh, on your home screen. So flicking left and right is always going to move you in order in the item, the way that the items appear on the screen. It's going to go from left to right, and then it will drop down to the next row or the next, uh, you know, on the screen. And it will, by default, there are sounds to indicate when it's done that wrapping between rows. I've actually turned them off. Um, I find them a little annoying, but they are normally on by default. It's just not an easy setting to uh, switch on and off quickly. So it's, it's not one I enjoy playing with because it takes several screens to get there. So, but flicking up and down can do any number of things. Um, and the, what they are depends on where you are. So the way that I explained this last week, um, it, it, there's, there's one, there's a couple of ways to think about this. So if somebody is particularly a, um, Victor reader stream user or a Bookport plus or flex talk pocket user, um, we know that the buttons on the left-hand side or on, on the side of the device by default will control the volume up or down on the Victor stream. They're triangular buttons on the left-hand side. The one points up, the one points down on the um, Bookport Plus and PlexTalk Pocket. It's a slidey spring-loaded switch on the right-hand side. But that switch normally does the volume, but it also has other functions. And you will use a particular key, and it varies from device to device. On the stream, it's the power button, and on the other two, I forget which, uh, which keypad numbered key it is, because they're different. Um, but basically, there is a key screen that dim. you'll press, and Reminders. I'm just pressing something because I don't want the screen to lock again. Um, if you press that, that key, you will change that volume button so that it now controls, for example, the speed or the tone or the bass or the treble or whatever the, whatever those settings are. And the rotor works in very much the same way. So it controls what happens when you flick up and down and the things that you get in that rotor change depending on where you are. So you're going to get, if you are on the home screen, you're going to get options like characters, words, lines. I will probably have a few more. One password, orientation locked, portrait, including mail, braille screen 100 input. braille screen input, portrait, words, selected, describe ah. images, safari. All right, the demo fail. Let's see. Let's try this again. I'm going to put, in order to do the, to use the rotor and choose what happens when you flick up or down, um, by default, you put two fingers on the screen with a little bit of space between them and you make it, you use a little bit of a turning motion. Braille screen and orientation, portrait, braille, orient, portrait, words. Speaking rate, volume, 
Audio ducking. And if you go the other way. Volume. Speaking rate. Words. You will move backwards by whatever option you want. Um, this is a gesture that a lot of people have trouble with. There's a whole slew of ways you can perform the gesture. Some people prefer to use their index and middle fingers like I do and then put them down on the screen and turn. You can use your you could use your index and your ring finger. You can use a finger on each hand. Um, what some people what one person has just suggested and it, it does work. Um, you can take your fingers, put them one on each edge of the screen, um, kind of perpendicular to one another. And if you take, for example, I'm doing this right now, so I've got um, Safari address applevis.com secure and valid Safari. So if you've got two fingers and you have them across from each other near the edges of the screen, if I take the left finger and I slide it up at the same time as I slide the other one down. Braille screen in orient portrait, braille portrait, words, speaking rate, volume. And if, I, and if I do the opposite, if I take the left finger and slide it down as the right one comes up. Speaking rate. It Six is words. supposed to, there we go. Selected. The idea Speaking is 45-50% that that will turn the rotor. Speaking rate is an option that can be problematic when you're first starting out because if you don't realize what's going on, you may end up, and I've seen this done once or twice, I've seen where the person, because of the fact that speaking rate is on the rotor, they unintentionally got it to where the phone was speaking faster than they could understand it. Um, so you can choose what options Not show charging. up on the rotor. I don't know why you're randomly telling Reminders. me that. Um, I guess I was on the battery icon. Um, so you can, um, sorry, <clears throat> lost my thought here. So um, you can take things off of the rotor that you know you don't want to change. For example, I normally do not change typing mode and I took that off of the rotor. Now we're not gonna talk about that because we've only got about 10 minutes and voiceover settings gets a little complicated. But voiceover settings reminds me that if, if you absolutely cannot manage this gesture with rotating with two fingers, it can be assigned to something else. Um, however, I will caution people to be very careful with this ability because if you go assigning too many gestures, um, then other people's directions that they give you may not work if you've changed a significant number of them. Um, about the only, well, I've made the, the biggest change that I chose to make is that headings is an option on the rotor that's especially useful um, on the web and in email messages. And um, I use it so often that I assigned a gesture, in my case, two finger swipe to the right to move to the next heading and two finger swipe to the left to move to the previous heading. But that is something that I chose and added myself. And we, we have talked about that in the past, and that's something I can cover a little bit later on when we get there, uh, or a little, a little bit later on. So um, once you've taken the rotor and turned it to something that you want, Describe in action. Braille screen. One password. Words. Let's go to Safari. mail. 133 unread emails. So the email icon open. is a good one because it has multiple. Braille. One password. Edit Oops. mode. Select Braille screen input. Orient portrait. Words. It's the demo fail, everybody. Mail. 133 unread emails. So I've got the Double rotor on open. words. If I flick down. Mail. 133 unread emails. 
And if I flick up, emails on we will go the other way. Characters. If I choose characters instead, space three three one space com l i a cap m cap m a i l. So that's what you Lime. do if you need to spell something in a text message um, that someone has sent you, and you need to uh, figure out what they've said using the rotor and the characters and words options. Is how you're going to actually be able to manually review the text that you are looking at at any particular time. All right, let's see if we've got more questions because it's eight till and I want to uh, give another opportunity for people with questions. Okay. Um, okay, Linda, Linda Faust, you may unmute. Okay, Linda, if you're on a computer, it's Alt-A. If you're on an iPhone, it is... There I'm you go. I'm unmuted. All okay. right, you got it. Gotcha. Okay, I have a problem and I can never seem to solve it. And it's intermittent, but it's happening with this particular Zoom session. Okay. Uh, I have an iPhone 8, and I use uh, VoiceOver. Okay. And when I'm on a Zoom session like this, um, I can't hear VoiceOver loud enough. And so I've asked Siri to turn the volume, media volume down, and that doesn't seem to work. And Have you tried I'd toggling like VoiceOver off and on? Um, I've, like with your, I, I, do you, is your home button normally set to turn VoiceOver off and on? With the triple click? Um, no, um, I asked Siri. Yeah, I pressed the home button, asked Siri to turn voiceover off and on. Okay, so one of the things you might want to do, and I'll demonstrate where this is, is if we ask Siri, open accessibility settings. Here are the settings for accessibility. Settings, accessibility features help you customize your iPhone for your individual needs. Now, at the very bottom of the accessibility screen is a setting called Accessibility Shortcut. And the quickest way to get to that is to take four fingers and tap near the bottom of the screen. Well, what is that Accessibility do? Shortcut, VoiceOver, button. So what that does is... Configure and then triple-click the side button to toggle accessibility features on or off. So on yours, you have you actually have a home button. So what you'll do is... Yeah, I do that. Go, I do the triple-tap, uh, the uh, double for the home button to turn it on and off when it's doing this thing in zoom because i've had this on phone on actual phone calls when i'm trying to dial and press one for english or whatever and i can't hear voiceover very well if i triple click the home the side button in my case to turn voiceover off and back on again sometimes then voiceover will come back at the volume it should be so try that mm -hmm. and see if that helps um if that does not help i'm not that's the that's the first thing that comes to mind. Well, um, here's my question. I, you know, if I have to ask Siri to turn voiceover on or off, then I lose the Zoom thing and I can't hear enough voiceover loud enough to come back to your session. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But remember, there there is a difference between holding your home button, asking Siri to do the turning off and on of voiceover, but this accessibility shortcut that I that I just showed a second ago, what that allows you to do is to is to click the home button three times quickly. Voiceover off. And turn voiceover off or on. Voiceover on. Without okay, having to so, ask Siri to do anything. So you tap, but the thing is though, I think I use the voiceover, that button for my hearing aids. Um, okay, but I, switch control. I, I can try it, but I think that that um, might, boggle things up because of the fact that I use the home button to get For your my hearing, hearing aids. aids. Okay. 
Um, well, Linda, yeah. we, 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 I'll check um, it out. we do have someone else who may have a suggestion. Um, she has her hand raised. So let's see what she has to say. All right, Cheryl, you may unmute. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I'm wondering, are you guys using headphones when this happens? Like, are you wearing, um, you using headphones when that, when you have a hard time with that voiceover? I've had it on the speaker on, I've had it with and without yeah. headphones. Oh, um, cause I've I just noticed that. lately with certain headphones, one headset is fine. The other one, my new aftershocks, it does that, but it does help. Like you said, with the voiceover on and off, but I've, I don't know about you guys, you know, I'm going to be calling Apple tomorrow. There's been a lot of weird things happening lately on and off Zoom. So anyway, um, I've had to play around with different headphones, but I haven't had it happen when I'm on a without headphones. So anyway, that's just my, again, my two yep, cents I've there. been unfortunate enough to have both. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, Okay. So, yeah. And we have and, the same phone. So, okay. Yeah. So, what's your suggestion? Using headphones? No, no. I was just wondering. You're not using headphones and it's happening. I have no idea. I really don't. Mm. I, I, I do plan to use some noise reduction headphones that, uh, once yeah. I get them set they, up. They might help. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I do think turning voiceover on and off, that's been a big help for me. Do you, so, Linda, do you, have a, do you have a Bluetooth keyboard? Linda? Oh, she yes. probably. If you have a Bluetooth keyboard, um, that may be, well, is that, I don't, is that, yeah, hold I, don't, on. I don't think voiceover has a command for the Bluetooth keyboard that's separate from mm. the home button. So that, that rules that out. I was thinking of the Mac where you could do uh command to, where you could do command F5, but you can't do that on a Bluetooth keyboard. Okay. Uh, let's see. What time is it? It is. We have got. Oh, we have got a we have got a minute, so we're going to probably not take any more questions. Nope. This time, um, I will see you guys back here uh, same time next week. All right. Thank you, everybody, for attending. Yep, and thank you so much uh, for your help, Lynn. I no problem. <laughs> You're Lynn, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs>